You're listening to the Heart First Podcast with Alexandria J. gorgeous cells and welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Today I want to bring to you an awesome guest that I know is going to give you the pickup that you need. Today we are speaking with Michelle Malia, an eternal optimist, lover of life and hardworking hairdresser turned healing facilitator. So Michelle recently left her amazing job to follow her heart's true calling and now she holds space for others to do the same through kinesiology at her beautiful practice, Inner Guidance Kinesiology. She guides her clients to overcome burnout, low self-worth and people-pleasing syndrome through a holistic stress management therapy. And trust me guys, I've had a therapy with Michelle and she is amazing. Today, we are diving into the nitty gritty of taking the damn leap and stepping into your soul's calling. Michelle and I go through what comes up when you decide to follow your heart's desires, overcoming imposter syndrome, getting out of your own way and leaving your magic in the world in this one short lifetime that we've been gifted with. So let's dive straight in. Welcome, Michelle. Good morning. How are you today? I'm going pretty well, I would say pretty well it's been a big week yeah there's definitely a lot going on in the world at the moment so the grounding techniques and these healing techniques that I'm sure we're going to go in today are going to be so important um so I've known you for a while Michelle and it has been so amazing to see your journey and I guess where you started and what you're doing now um so can you give give us a bit of a background on your story Yes, which is ever-changing. So where I find myself now is about a month into my own business as a healing facilitator, doing kinesiology and energy healing. And um, that journey to get to this point has been ongoing for many, many years. But previous to that, um, I'd been working as a hairdresser for about 11 years. So first job out of high school and just hustled, grind, blood, sweat and tears, um, beautiful success, you know, terrible burnout. And um, part of that burnout actually led me to receive healing or or seek some kind of um, mental health help or energetic health help. Um, And that's kind of evolved into this personal discovery journey that had then led me to wanting to help others overcome things in the way that I've been able to overcome them. And um, yes, so for the last three years, I've been studying kinesiology and still doing hair part-time and still loving both and feeling into both. And then when we got to this ISO, um, the first round, it became really evident when, um, you know, I lost the reality that I was living in being a hairdresser and all my clients and the teamwork and all of that was suddenly on my own 
um, I realized that actually I like that <laughs> and want to do more of that. And, you know, um, what's really in my heart song is actually helping people and holding space for them to have their own discoveries and helping guide them towards, you know, health healing and their unlimited potential. And so I decided to um, quit my beautifully amazing secure job in the middle of a pandemic and start my own business to hold space for others and help them hopefully awaken their heart and, and follow their path and do the same. You know, what's so funny is I've heard so many stories of people quitting their jobs during this pandemic, which is really ironic considering we are in this massive pandemic. You would think that fear is driving so many people, which I know that there is, but there's also the other side of people really taking the leap during this pandemic. I know that I quit my corporate job during the pandemic, so I can definitely, definitely relate to you there. Can you tell us a bit about what came up for you when you decided to go full-time into kinesiology? Mm -hmm. um, as in the challenges? Yeah, what, like what the thoughts up, yeah. that were coming up for you. Yeah, um, and the reason why I asked to specify, because there was so much coming up, right? There's like the fear of um, security, financial security, having that support. Um, will this work? Will it fail? Am I crazy? Is this the wrong time to be taking this leap? Um, definitely my trust in self. Do I trust myself enough to go with this gut feeling, this heart feeling, this intuitive feeling? Or should I be listening to everyone around me who's suggesting, oh, maybe it's not the right time, or uh, maybe you should think about it a little bit more, or maybe you should wait till this is all over. Um, so I was really faced with how deeply uh, can I trust myself? How, um, how much can I have my own back? How, how deep can I dig into my foundations to, um, you know, walk this path and just trust myself and just go for it no matter what? Mm. Um, so a lot of that fear came up. A lot of the self-doubt came up. Um, you know, imposter syndrome. Who do you think you are just starting this thing out of nowhere, you know? Um, and I know nothing about business. <laughs> um, so all of it, let's just, you know, if I was to wrap it up into two words, I would say uh, fear and um, self-doubt. That's what was coming up. But again, um, it sort of forced me into the, the shadow of those emotions to then um, reach for my trust in self and pull out that light of self-trust and bring it to the forefront and um, go for it. Yeah. Did you have like a moment where it was like, you just need to do this? Because I know in my experience, it was, it became so urgent. Like the day that I resigned, I didn't plan to resign. It was just mm -hmm. like this overwhelming sensation of it's now or never, you need to do this. And mm -hmm. um, the funny thing for anyone listening is me and Michelle actually recorded an episode <laughs> early to realize that I never hit record. So <laughs> We're here kind of just touching on some very similar topics, but I know for me, um, it was just this really overwhelming sensation of now is the time. And it was like, I needed to do it. And we were going through such a busy time at work, recruiting mm. for um, grad centers, grad assessment centers. So it was not the right timing. Everything in terms of logic, the timing at work, 
pandemic, everything was kind of betting against me saying, what are you doing? But it was like this overwhelming sensation that I need to do this. So I'm wondering if you had that moment where it was like, this needs to happen. Yes, definitely. But before I answer, I'd love to ask, because we did touch on it in our um, last chat, where when you're saying like it was there was that urgency where did you feel it in your body was it this full body yes was it centered in one kind of area where did you feel that oh it was like a full body yes and it's interesting as well because about a month prior to that I was feeling really confused around whether or not I should quit it was a topic that kept coming to my mind and I was like maybe I should just do it um and I actually had a healing session with a coach Um, who's amazing. I have to get him on for an episode. Um, But he basically said to me that you will know when you need to quit. You will feel it. Like you will have a Mm -hmm. moment where you don't even have a question in your mind about it. And I really struggled to wrap my head around that in the sense of like, Mm -hmm. how are you ever going to know? But that day came and it was just like this full body. Yes. I couldn't sit still. I was like, this needs to happen right now. I wrote up my resignation letter and I was like, are you actually doing this Alex? And then I just did it. And after I did it, I just felt this overwhelming sense of relief. So yeah. It's, I think what you're talking, what you've touched on is so important just to hash out even a little bit more here. When you said, um, when your coach said to you, you'll just know. And then you had that moment of doubt, like, how can you ever just know, how can you ever have moments of that much clarity? You know, is it a real thing? And it's important to touch on because you know, by doing that, that it is absolutely a real thing. Mm. And I know by doing this, you know, and other things in life that it's a real thing. And I feel like we've, we've sort of forgotten or we've been distracted to the away from the notion that, you can within your in yourself create the space and and open up um, such clarity and truth and trust for self when you know exactly what you need to do or say which way you need to move and I feel like um, I just want to pause on that because it is such a powerful tool um, that we can utilize to create. Um, the life we want to live, but also as a coping mechanism, right? When we're facing adversity and challenges like we're seeing in the world and particularly in, in, in Melbourne, uh, Victoria right now, being able to tap into, I trust myself. I know what's true for me. I know me best and I know what's best for me. There's so much security and safety and comfort in that. Mm. And so I love that you, that's a beautiful example of that moment when you unlocked that in yourself and then you followed through. And now here you are with an amazing, you know, business and, and the way that you lead others to the heart is just amazing. So yes. yes, I just wanted to pause. I just wanted to pause on that because it's very powerful. The thing is as well, like I said, it doesn't make sense. There's no logic behind it. And every time I have followed my gut, whether it's been in relationships or friendships or with work, it has always been like a deep inner knowing that on paper, it made no sense whatsoever. Mm, But it was like this deep inner knowing. And if there's anything that I've learned is that following that knowing and that truth and how that feels in your body, it always leads you to magic. Yes. 
Absolutely. The, um, the moment for me, I guess, um, it's slightly reversal to you where you like, yes, I had it and I followed through and you wrote up your letter that day and you quit on the spot done. I kind of had this inner, um, um, turmoil, if you will, where, um, my people pleasing, uh, seeking validation side of self, which was a shadow that also came up in that first, um, isolation, um, and then the heart side that knew what I wanted, we're kind of fighting, right? So I knew for ages, this is what I wanted to do. And then there was that turning moment. Um, I, I don't even know, like it was just one day I woke up and I'm like, yep, I'm just, I'm loving this. Um, I think I sat down and I wrote a list of like, what have I lost in this experience of like, okay, I'm not working. I can't see my friends, etc. Money, security flows has been lost, but what have I gained? And the list of what I had gained, like this trust in self and flexibility in my life and um, more inner security, more self-worth, that list was way too long for me to then go back to my old reality and my old job to lose what I had now gained, if that makes sense. So that was the moment. But then I didn't, um, you know, instantly write my letter. I dragged the, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> I dragged the fucker out. Oh my God. I made it so hard for myself in ways because like I said, that people pleasing, seeking validation side was like, I'm going to let down my team who, you know, we have such a beautiful love and respect and, and, you know, um, relationship. I'm going to let down my team. I'm going to let down my clients that I've been seeing for years and years. Um, I'm going to let down my partner if I can't bring in stable uh, income, you know, whatever, like that side of myself really dragged it out. And so I actually called my friends crying that night, partially because of the joy of I knew this decision, but the other part was like, but I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm going to let people down and what should I do? And it was, it's so silly now because at that point I didn't yet have a full strength to go, hang on self-worth. This is what I want for my heart. And it is for others too. I can just do this. I was still tied up in how is this going to affect other people? So, you know, that was a huge shift for me. Um, and then, like I said, I dragged this fucker out. I um, took me ages to write my letter and even sitting at the laptop, I'd like walk away and then come back and I had to keep convincing myself. And that's, um, that shows you how weak my self-trust was at that point. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying weak in the negativity in, in a negative sense, but um, I had to keep pushing, keep working on trust, 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 trust. And then I even gave a really long notice. It was like seven weeks because we just reopened and it wasn't the perfect time for everyone. So after I had made my decision, I still like dragged myself out for seven weeks just to be super triple sure that everyone says I'm doing the best by everyone. And now I'm here. Yeah. So anyway, I, it's just funny how the process can happen. And, um, I agree. Now that I've experienced that, I would give a word of advice. If you know it, do what Alex did and just follow the fucking signs and just do the thing. <laughs> I'm a true Aries though, Michelle. So, you know, I, I am the definition of an Aries when it comes to acting on impulses. I don't even think, I don't even really properly calculate my finances. I'm just like, I'll make it work and I'll find a way and I just jump. 
not advised all the time, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So when you like you were in hairdressing and then you've gone into kinesiology, which is obviously something so different. Can you talk to us about what kinesiology is? Because I know that there's going to be people listening who are wondering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's an amazing holistic stress management therapy. So before I go into the ins and outs, let's just talk about stress for a moment, right? We have an inbuilt survival mechanism that helps to keep us alive when we're facing a threat. And so when we perceive some kind of threat, flight, fight, or freeze response is triggered. Our body releases, you know, the chemicals we need and adrenaline, our heart rate goes up to help us face that um, threat. In our day and age, the stresses aren't like a big saber-toothed tiger anymore. The stresses are running late to work or uh, having a fight with your partner or, you know, look at what we're facing now, lack of financial security and uncertainty. And so, that stress response is being triggered over and over again every day. If we don't have a way to offload that stress through like dancing or exercise or uh, you know, whatever it is, that stress gets built up in our body. Mentally, physically, energetically, it blocks um, the, the harmonious flow that our body naturally is created for. It's a natural mechanism, it's constantly breaking down and repairing, making what we need, um, you know, filtering that through. And it's always designed to heal itself. When we have, uh, when we're facing stress and that gets stuck in our body, our body's ability to heal itself or function optimally gets kind of hindered. So kinesiology looks at the body and looks at dealing with stresses holistically. We do work um, on the physical body, doing something called muscle testing, which I'll explain more in a second. We do acupressure massage to release stress. But we also look at the emotional mental side of how stress affects us. And then what's really special about it is we incorporate the spiritual, we incorporate the energetic anatomy, if you will, looking how stress affects us in our chakras, our energy centers, our auric field, um, you know, looking at the karma and life lessons. So we get to look at... Um, work with someone working on stress, what that means to them and how we can offload some of that stress. And that might be through, like I said before, massage or a bit of energy healing, or sometimes we use tools like crystals and sound healing. So if you were coming into a session, we do something called muscle testing, which makes it really uh, specific for the person and quite special. When we test a muscle, we're looking for the biofeedback response of how does stress affect you? So for example, um, if you were to hold your arm out and I would apply a bit of pressure, the muscle should hold strong. There's no real stress there. It's working, it's functional. And then if I was to say to you, okay, think about that moment um, that you uh, were running late to work, your body would have a physiological response to that stress and it would either weaken the muscle or usually it weakens the muscle. So when we use muscle testing, it starts to allow us to communicate beyond the conscious mind and we start tapping into the body's wisdom. We start to be able to talk to um, how your body is dealing and coping with everything. And that uh, muscle testing allows us to work out, okay, where is the stress sitting? Is it on the mental, physical, emotional? What do we need to 
heal this stress or unblock this stress? Um, and what is the wisdom in there? What's the wisdom in this pattern for you that you've been going through that can help you have a big aha moment and create a shift? So it deals with, um, you know, pain relief, stress relief, anxiety relief, stress management, but you also get to um, make the unknown known as um, our CEO of, of my college says. We get to dig deeper into the self and unlock um, those sort of key of wisdom um, beyond the conscious mind. We get to go a little bit deeper. So yes, you get this stress management um, experience, but you also get to discover the self on a deeper level, which is where I feel like the true healing happens. Yeah. And I, I love that so much because I know for one, how much trauma and stress we actually hold into the body. And unless we have appropriate ways to release that trauma or that stress, it just sort of sits in your body and it can, it can make you physically sick. And um, I know at the start of the year, I was going through quite a, a weird time of just, I, I was coming out of my corporate job and um, really going full time into my business. And I noticed that I've kind of hit a wall just in the sense mm -hmm. of I could feel myself undergoing so much healing. And I felt in my chest, my heart was like literally on fire. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess knowing what I know and having the beliefs that I do, I know that that was just a form of purging. Um, I actually went and got Reiki from um, a woman who does my Reiki and it was during COVID. So she did it from a distance. And so this woman, she works with fire at the end of end of the bed. So she lights fires, um, she does the energy healing, and then she takes photos of the fires and reads the fire, kind of like um, in the Middle East, how they read the coffee cups. Yes, yes. Kind of like that. And she sent me this photo and in the fire, I'm not even kidding you guys. <laughs> there was like a woman laying in the fire and her chest was just on fire, it seemed. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it kind of felt like my heart was knotted or just sort of in a knot. And yeah, just going through that process of like really healing whatever was coming out of my heart was super interesting. I'm, I, I think I'm actually still sort of going through it now. Um, but just the amount of energy that you hold in your body and the trauma and the stress, your body really does keep score of what you go through. And unless you face it head on, you're going to notice it coming up in different areas of your life. And it's like they always say, you can get enough sleep, you can eat all the healthy foods and exercise, but you still won't feel well if you're not dealing with the stress and the anxiety and the trauma that is in your life. Yes, yeah. Wow, what an experience with that Reiki healing. Oh, and and, and we, we did touch on this in our last chat and then we went on to look at, so before you were you had made that decision to follow your heart and quit the corporate life and, and follow your dreams, starting your own business, um, you know, that's very much heart space wisdom. It's, it's what the heart is longing for. Mm -hmm. So we, we touched on how interesting it was that in the months before that or leading up to that, you know, there was this pain and this discomfort bubbling in the heart and um you know you got to have a release of that yeah it was it was a real suppression of my truth because I probably stayed in the industry that I was in for longer than I probably should have and it's no discredit to um 
what I previously did. I'm very grateful for the experience. I probably wouldn't actually be doing what I'm doing now if I didn't have that experience. But I always, like for a good two years of my work, I had a little niggle or a a little voice telling Mm -hmm. me, this isn't it. This isn't right. You know your path. You know your passion. You're just scared. And so it was about two years of deep suppression of that dream and bringing that to life. And part of that was I was still tapping into the old identity of, you know, who I was then and who I've become is completely, completely different people. Um, Because what I always say, when you're starting a business or a side hustle, or you're just wanting to make a really big life change, there's an identity shift that goes on. And it's uncomfortable. And I'm sure you can relate going from (laughs) to kinesiology. Yes. Yep. 100%. Um, And, you know, what you're saying about the body trapping and and keeping score. um, There's a, there's another sort of philosophy with kinesiology that they follow that is also from traditional Chinese medicine, that when the body is speaking to you through pain or discomfort or disharmony or disease there's usually an emotion behind that as you've just beautifully explained with your heart there was always this little niggling there was always this little voice coming up and so with kinesiology and using the muscle test to go beyond the conscious mind to go beyond the thoughts and limiting beliefs we get to um, decipher the language of the physical body Um, you know, the pain, the stress, the discomfort and understand the sort of the emotion behind that or the deeper meaning, which we sometimes call the shadow, the shadow work, right? The stuff that's in the uncomfortability, bring that to the forefront in a really safe and gentle way, observe it, understand it, bring some tenderness into it and work on how we can release what's no longer serving us um, and, you know, integrate what we need to to then be in alignment and like you said, birth, you know, make these big choices in life. I've got to leave that unhealthy relationship or I've got to leave that job that's been really bringing me down or, you know, it's it's about time that I start to eat better food or be more gentle in the way I speak to myself in my mind. Mm. Um, so it's really, it's really powerful work. Um, and the identity shift that you're saying, look, I'm still kind of, I'm still shedding layers every day because being in the hair industry for like 11 years, you do build up an identity. You build up your ways of how you interact with clients and how you dress and your, your, how you hold yourself. And it's not to say that that's so fake, but it was just the layer for that time. You know, it was the, it was this expression of self for that time. And so because I was working part-time Um, I kind of was split realities for the last few years where I had part-time hairdressing, which is very extroverted, loud, fun, so much fun, so creative. And then, you know, my kinesiology and healing side, it's very internal. It's very yin and a little more gentle and slow and reflective. And so um, I'm grateful that I got to experience both sides of that self and, um, you know, now in this process of letting go of that hairdressing world, I'm just, I'm just finding what I'm shedding that I don't need there anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, having, having, trusting that this change of identity is just an evolution. It's just a, the next kind of um, discovery of self. 
Yeah, I love what you said about the sort of the, the, the two identities because I can relate so, so much and the women that I work with can also relate to this. So I'm sure there's someone out there who can also relate. But it's that, that, that shift in, in identity is probably one of the hardest things. And for the last like three and a half, maybe four years, I've dabbled in the person that I wanted to be and then mm-hmm. I would retreat to safety. So I, would, I started a blog and I started to share like personal development tips. But then I would go into the office at work and I would feel deeply scared that someone was going to find out that that was the other part of me. If that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Can relate. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. So it's the, hard, the hardest part is getting over who you currently are so that you can step into who you want to be. That is like the most friction that you're really going to have during the process. And someone mm-hmm. actually said that to me when I, when I was like, nut, that's it. I'm stepping into coaching. I'm making this work. He said to me, the hardest thing that you're going to find is just the shift and stepping into that identity as a coach and owning that because mm-hmm. You know, one minute I'm like out in St. Kilda having cocktails with my girlfriends and then the next... Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> oh, I do. And then the next minute I'm, you know, being this coach and back then I was doing intuitive eating and it was just, it was like a really weird shift that was sort of going on and it was very, very, very uncomfortable. Um, but I guess the advice that I have to give is that you just need to build the skin to to get it done and to step into that identity and become the person that you really want to be. Because at the end of the day, everyone adjusts, everyone gets over it. People might talk Mm. at the start and be like, Oh, did you see what Michelle's doing or what Alex is doing and la 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 la. Um, But half the time it's usually your own judgment that is sort of coming up for you the most as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's so much in just what you've said, you know, even that element of, I'd like to explore a few things that you said, that element of, you know, people might judge at the start and da, da, da. Um, you know, that's it. That's in, in our mind, right. Of like, we're just scared of, I don't know, not being liked and judgment and whatever. And look, if that does happen, because I've been that person, usually if I've been that person of judging others or look, it's just because I want to be doing that. It's just because I'm like, damn it, I want to be doing that and they are and I feel shitty because I'm not following my heart, right? Yeah. But more times than not, the human the human heart kicks in. So you have that moment of judgment, but more often what I've seen and heard and experienced myself is the human heart kicks in and goes, you know what, actually, I'm inspired by that. That gives me hope. The more people I see doing it, the more I believe I can do it because I was a hairdresser too. I worked in corporate as well and you know I can see myself in those shoes so you know I think it's very human to have that moment of of judgment and on the flip side I think it's very human to be scared of that but um you know the deeper human heart I I feel that um you know this is my eternal optimist speaking but you know we we actually love seeing people win and do things that you know we wish we could be doing and it gives us hope that we can do it too yeah there are um, expanders they expand our our way of thinking and show us what's possible because if we didn't have people who were out doing the things that we want to do there's a very high chance that we wouldn't actually believe that it's even possible to do it yes yes so true absolutely um and i love uh i wanted to touch on as well what you said before about 
you know, at, in one breath you're going out and drinking with friends, etc., and then the other breath you're doing the other side. Um, I feel like we can be both. You can have your time to feel into enjoying life whatever way that genuinely makes you feel good. When you're in these patterns um, that are self-destructive and you come away feeling shit from them, you know, okay, maybe that, you know, you'll do that for a while and eventually you'll decide that's not so good for you. But um, I kept thinking that these two sides of me were really separated. And then my coach said, no, it's just you. They're just different elements of you. So it's okay to incorporate them all. And, you know, some days I'm like spending a lot of the day in like a meditative type state where I'm out with nature, with my dog, or I'm doing breath work. And then other days I'm like sitting on the couch and smashing Netflix and eating chocolate because I love chocolate and, you know, potato chips and just vegging out like trackies on one hand in my jocks no, you know like and I love the full oh yeah like the full expression of, of self so um yes that that um there is going to be that challenge where you're making the shift from one lane to the next lane um, but I would, I would sort of advise, don't be too hard on yourself. You can keep some aspects of both worlds and create the new. Um, and I really, I, in fact, that contrast of, I had it in the last few weeks before I actually resigned. So I decided, and then it took me two weeks to actually resign. And then it took me seven weeks to leave. Right. So in that gray area where in my mind I had decided, but I hadn't told anyone, I was really um, allowing myself to witness the contrast. So this hairdresser, how did my voice sound? How did my body feel? How did I interact with people? And then when I go into being home and doing clients through healing, how does my voice sound? How does my body feel? How do I feel at the end of the day? And that contrast really showed me um, the space between. So where I am and where I want to be and the motivation for change is that space in between. When you can see there's actually a gap and there's a difference, that's my sort of little quote is the motivation for change comes when you realize there's a space, there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. Mm. So the contrast and that, that um, difficulty in that time, just know that it actually is helpful because the more you know what you don't want, the more obvious it is to know what you do want. Yeah. And it's also a big part on you is to bring who you are to what you do. So you know, integrating those two people and, you know, I'm in between that gap, there's this beautiful integrated version of Michelle who can be extroverted and fun and happy and laughing with her, with her colleagues. And then there's this other version of Michelle who's this very internal, calm healer, but you're, they're one in the same. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. So going back to when you kind of left hairdressing and you stepped into kinesiology and you mentioned the imposter syndrome came out mm-hmm. or came up. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, I think it, um, you know, it, it's that voice that says to you, who do you think you are that you can start a business in a pandemic with not millions of dollars behind you and, and zero business uh, knowledge. You know, it's the voice that comes up that says um, you don't know enough yet. You're not an expert. That's a big You're not one. old enough. Yeah, yeah. You're not You're old enough. You're not know yet. enough, are you? But no, we're forever 
a, you know, learning, thankfully. Um, and it's the voice that says to you, um, you don't have enough value to give. You don't have enough. You don't have enough. You're not enough. You're not old enough. It's that voice that comes up. And so that was coming up for me. I've always been, I've realized I've always been really good at being a team player or at being an employee or, you know, helping other people, uh, being a cheerleader for others, if you will. And then when it comes to myself, that voice comes up. And so I kind of, you know, duck and avoid and Yeah. Right. So um, that was all coming up. And I would call that shadow work, facing these icky sides of yourself, which is so important, you know, for the healing process, for the life process. It's not just love and light. It's, you know, darkness and shadow as well. Mm. So when that was coming up, I was really uncomfortable. I was embarrassed even, you know, to realize these things. I felt yuck. I was like, oh, as if you think that. Right. Um, but I would create space every morning for meditation and breathing and just to sit with it, write it out and be like, okay, so I think I don't know enough. Well, is that actually true? And just kind of face it and observe it and have a conversation with um, this part of my shadow. Mm -hmm. And that actually helped me to build my self-worth, to build my trust and to shake the illusion of that imposter voice that was really just trying to, in some part, keep me safe and in most parts, keep me small go, you know, go back to what you know and be a really great employee because it's comfortable and safe and you're loved and the money comes. Um, and that's what it wants to do. But um, that's not really what I want to do. <laughs> that's not what my heart wants. There's this bigger side of yourself that is craving so much more. And we can go into the biology of all of that in the sense of you're going to find it very scary to do something that you don't have a file for or you don't have a memory for or you don't have a handbook on how to do it for so your body is going to try and keep you safe because it doesn't want you to make a fool of yourself pretty much um but one thing that i shared with you last time michelle was the the scary fact and i might lose some of you here but i used to really love walking through graveyards <laughs> yes i love this story <laughs> Before I started, before I really went into my coaching business and when I was really struggling with the imposter syndrome and this fear of putting myself out there and being vulnerable with the world and sharing my gifts, I would walk through graveyards and I would just have these moments where I would look around and it just, it really grounded me and reminded me that we're all leaving the world in the same way. You know, we, we are experiencing something that is beyond explanation. We can't even, no one can even begin to explain what we're doing here. Um, and walking through these graveyards really showed me that nothing matters. It doesn't matter. Even if you make the biggest fool of yourself or you go out and your business is a total flop or you change careers and you change industry and it doesn't work, it does not matter the only thing that matters is that you had the courage to live a life true to you. So I would walk around the graveyard and I would think about all of the people in the ground who were too scared to bring their dreams to life and how many dreams died with them. So that's something that I still pull back to when I'm like, oh, should I really post this video right now? Or should I really tell the internet this about me? I come back to that moment and I think to myself, it doesn't matter, Alex. Who cares? At the end of the day, 
who really cares when you're in the face of death nothing matters other than that you had that courage to be authentically you mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> just leave that one with you guys today <laughs> yeah absolutely and look when when Alex said it to me last time I actually got goosebumps and and I got a little bit emotional and I, I'm getting it again because um, you know when we really bring it when we really bring it back to that the here and then we're not here in that again that space between you know it make why I get emotional and I said this last time is because it makes me so sad to think about the the dreams and the 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 lost experiences or the lost desires or um, you know the talents and and um, medicine that everyone has within their unique self that wasn't birthed into this world because of fear, um, doubt, um, just fear. Let's just call it fear, yeah. right? In a basic route, it's fear. Fear, right. And, um, you know, we could, in one sense, explore the belief about everything happens as it's meant to. Um, but, you know, for this, for the purpose of this conversation... Yeah, it just makes me sad to think that, you know, if I never tried this, I mean, I love hairdressing, um, you know, it's one aspect, but I'm getting to explore so many new beautiful opportunities. And if you don't express that because of fear and then you're here and you're gone, that's quite sad. Yeah. And, you know, we touched on um, this last time, but again, the eternal optimist in, in me really believes that everyone is an important part of the fabric, important of this entire network of existence that we're in. Everyone is an important individual, unique uh, ingredient in the soup that is us. (laughs) And, um, you know, we all have something unique to offer. And so I really dream and hope for this world to create a world where more hearts are activated and the world is even more so built through people's activation of their hearts, you know, their belief in themselves, what they really want to experience, what they really want to create. And we have had that many times. Um, Although more times I feel that fear has sort of suppressed that and we've kind of kept ourselves a bit small or comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really, um, yes, I am very hopeful for the, you know, more hearts to be activated and let's build through, especially through this time of adversity, why not build the next phase of our existence through tapping into what we truly want to experience and express in our heart? Why not bring that to the table? Yeah. Because like you said, you could be um, a tombstone in a graveyard and see Alex walking past you. <laughs> like, what was your dream and how can we bring it to life? And that is such a key element in why I do what I do is because there's such a, there's a connection between that, the dream and the purpose. And I see way too many people playing it small and not going after what they truly want out of that fear. And if there's anything that I can really do for the people listening to this is fear isn't to be feared. It's not something to be frowned upon or that we want to try and push away. It's just a matter of having faith and having courage and making faith and courage louder than the fear. Because if fear didn't exist, there would be no room for faith and there would be no room for belief and 
courage and bravery. These things wouldn't exist. These beautiful elements of, you know, you're about to get up on a stage and you're feeling anxious and everything's telling you to like get out now, but you still manage to go and do it and pull yourself out of your comfort zone, which is a beautiful experience. Those things wouldn't exist without fear. So it's not about getting rid of the fear because it doesn't go away, at least not in my experience. I still have imposter syndrome come up every now and then and I'm like, shut up you. Yeah, definitely. Keep going. Um, but it doesn't ever go away. It's just a matter of you get better and you get stronger. Yes. Yeah. Again, that beautiful contrast, right? Mm. We understand fear in contrast to, like you said, courage or um, we understand love in contrast to to pain and so yes it's important and I'm I'm definitely an advocate for holding space for all of the emotions and experiencing them it's just about um, it's also about being aware of which ones are uh, you know inhibiting your ability to um, experience life in the way that you really want to you know where it's all about okay it's all cliche but it's all about the balance right so yes fear is important and so is love if that balance is out and the fear is really squashing you and controlling your perspective, that is going to, um, you know, it's going to kind of stop you going for living a life of a little more ease or comfort or, you know, um, yes. So I agree. If all emotions are important and um, learning to, to navigate them and work with them versus being controlled by them. I reckon that's a sweet spot. (laughs) For anyone who's at home right now, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. If you're in Melbourne, we're in stage four restrictions right now. So the, the tension's high, the anxiety's high, the stress is high. Is there any kind of last piece of advice that you would give to our listeners who are feeling quite anxious and stressed right now? Yeah. I would definitely say firstly, if you're feeling that way and you're feeling like you're struggling, please reach out. There are so many, um, yes, there are healers and kinesiologists out there and there are so many um, other resources, you know, Beyond Blue and Headspace and there, there are so many resources out there for you to receive support and help and a space to be heard. So please do that if you're feeling you're needing it. Um, and second to that, I would say... Um, I would say be conscious, be mindful of where your focus is going and, you know, what, what you're tuning into the most. For example, when we're speaking about fear, fear is coming at us through every um, form of media and, you know, many conversations and um, it's coming at us like a big wave. When, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So just be mindful of where... Um, you're focusing, you know, um, and can you, if you're finding that you're mainly focusing on the fear, the worry, the defeat, the anxiety, the uncertainty, if most of your focus is there, that's okay. Can we invite a moment of compassion? Can we invite a a moment of tenderness? Can we invite a moment to reconnect to love, to hope, to our dreams, to uh, nature, to the beautiful things that we still um, have, you know. Um, so I would just say being mindful of where your focus is and if you're noticing that it's mainly on the, 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 the emotions that are bringing you lots of worry and stress 
How can you invite in just a gentle moment of compassion? Hundred percent, and AKA turn off the news. <laughs> I love that you said like feed, like the feeding into the fear and inviting more of that compassion for yourself to realize that like times are weird and you're going through a, a pandemic that is nuts. Like we've never seen anything like this. So mm-hmm. having that compassion for yourself is so important. So for, um, for our listeners, if they want to find you, where can they find you? Come and hang out with me. You are more than welcome on um, Instagram. My Instagram handle is inner guidance kinesiology. Um, look, you're going to find my story. You're going to find my, my defeats and my triumphs and many um, tips and tools on how to find that moment of compassion in your day or how to come back to center. And if you're feeling like you want to experience kinesiology or have an energy healing or reading, reach out, send me a DM and I'm here ready and waiting. Awesome. I would definitely reach out to Michelle if you are experiencing high anxiety or stress right now. Her energy is just beautiful and she just has the most beautiful healing space that I can see right in front of me as well. So definitely reach out to Michelle. But thank you so much for coming on today and it was so great to chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Heart First. I hope you found it helpful. Until next time, take care, lead from the heart, you know what to do.